Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Craig. Wow, wasn't worship good? Man, I was sitting there, I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is cool. Usually you get to come in and I just kind of hang out and, and um, you know, I'm enjoying it with all of you. And, but when you're getting ready to preach, it's coming at a different perspective. You're like, oh, this is great. It all lines up, you know. God, the Holy Spirit orchestrates things. Do you know that? Amen? And uh, so this morning, it's my pleasure to, to get to speak to you, and I appreciate pastors' trust, and uh, we love serving this house, we love serving the Lord, and we love serving our pastors. And, uh, and we love Pastor Joel, and so excited, it's your birthday today, and uh, I hope they're just off having a great time. And uh, anyway, we wanna, I want to get into the Word. You know, a couple weeks ago, the Lord began to speak to me about uh, today, and, um, and I came in here, and the Lord just kept saying to me the word unmask. And I'm like, okay. Now, immediately, I said, that's not COVID-related. <laughs> and it wasn't. And so I wanted to make that clear as I, as I get ready to, to speak with you. But, but what he began to say to me was, that it's time to unmask the word of God over the earth. That it's time to unmask his will over the earth. That it's time to unmask his people. To come out of hiding because you have nothing to be ashamed of. Come on, let's give him a praise right there. Let's give him a praise right there. And it's time for us to rise up and to begin to unmask the things of the Lord that he has been speaking and declaring that we have decided not to say. Some of us have gone into hiding. How many of you feel like you just can't say much of anything? Sometimes. But the word unmask, it means to expose or to reveal the true nature of something. And what the enemy can't destroy, you see, he'll try and hijack it. If he can't destroy you, he will try and hijack you. And he has been attempting to silence the voice of the church for generations. And the time has come that God is saying no more. The time has come that God is saying, I have prophets in the land. The time has come that God is saying, I have you to speak into this generation. This morning, I'm going to talk with you out of the book of Amos. And Amos was an interesting character because the book of Amos, and my wife pointed this out, she says, you know, Amos is the only book that the prophet was named after. You know, that the, the first one, I should say, sorry. The first book that was named after the prophet. And it's interesting because the truth is Amos wasn't a prophet. 
The Bible says this. It says that the words of Amos, who was among the sheep breeders of Tekoa, the word Tekoa, I looked that up. I thought, I wonder what that means, because maybe it's significant. And that word means places of the tents. And there's another meaning, too, I'll get to in a few minutes. But, but it says that he was a sheep breeder and that he was a tender of the sycamore trees or fig trees, that he was a farmer. And, and the word says this, is the words of Amos, who was among the sheep breeders of Tekoa, this is Amos 1, 1 and 2, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. And Amos said this, he said, The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds mourn, and the top of Mount Carmel withers. Here, I want to set this up for you, because Amos wasn't a prophet. But see, what had happened was that Israel was enjoying a season in their history of great prosperity. Life was good. Things seemed to be going great, but there was a problem. They had walked away from the things God had done for them. They were no longer remembering the great departure of the Red Sea. They no longer remembered the great battles which their ancestors won, not because of their strength, but because of the strength of the Lord. And there were prophets that God had appointed in the land of Israel who were bringing prophetic words that, frankly, the people didn't like. Sound familiar? They didn't want to hear about their sin. They didn't want to hear about the things that they had forgotten about the word of the Lord. And so they shut up the prophets. And so God says, you know what? I got a backup plan. Come on, how many of you know that God always has a backup plan? Come on. And how many of you know that you are his plan? Well, we are his plan. Well, we, we will look to the pulpits. We will look to the prophets. We'll look to the apostles. But the reality is every day when you put your shoes on and you put your pants on and you go to your place of work or you go to your place of business, whatever it is, you are his feet. You are his word in the land. And so in this time, God said, you know what? The prophets might be shut up, but I have a plan. Amos is my plan. And he goes and finds Amos, and he says, he said this in Amos 3, 7 and 8. He says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Come on. A lion has roared who will not fear. The Lord God has spoken who can but prophesy. 
Most of us are sitting here today and we're going, you know, I'm no prophet. You know what? You are. The moment you say to somebody, you know what? God's plan for your life is to have it be a good life. You've, prof- you've prophesied over their life. The moment you say, you know what? I'm looking to the day where men will come to know Jesus in masses. You've just prophesied. The moment that you say to the homeless person, you know what? Jesus is the way. He's your peace. You've just prophesied. The prophetic doesn't need to be wrapped in mystery. It just needs to be spoken out of our mouths. Speaking God's will into somebody's life is the prophetic. Five minutes of introduction. Here we go. You ready? All right. I want to talk to you about some seasons. Right now we're in, you know, I want to talk to you about seasons of seeing and seasons of speaking. On September 29th of last year, happens to be my wife's birthday. You can note that in your calendar. Size eight. Louis Vuitton, her favorite. Anyway. But September 29th, 2019, the Jewish calendar, the decade of the 5770s ended and the 5780s began. The importance of this is that the 5770s in the Jewish calendar, it was the decade, decade of Ion or I or seeing. The decades of 5780 is the decade of pay or speaking. So we've gone from the decade of seeing to the decade of speaking in the last 12 months. I think that's significant. How about you? During this past season, there was a lot of times that in the church we were seeing things that we weren't necessarily speaking. A lot of us were seeing things, writing, journaling, doing all kinds of stuff at home, and we were just taking it in. We're just taking it in. That's okay. There's a time for growing. There's a time for silence. You know, the, the Bible speaks of your prayer closet. The Bible speaks of 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 taking things and hiding them in your heart. It's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But we're in a time now when all of those things that you've seen in secret are to be exposed. And you'd begin to speak them into the into the existence of people. God's going to use you to multiply and to expand his kingdom. I don't believe for one moment that all of us sit here at New Horizon to do only New Horizon. If all your life is is every Sunday popping in here and and getting a dose of, you know, two hours of feel-good juice on Sunday morning and then you go back to living your regular life, we've missed something. Amen? And so we've come from this season of seeing into this 
season of speaking, and we're about to see some things unleashed into the earth. I do not believe for one moment that it is, that it is an accident that the, and I'm not, I'm not speaking against this, I just want to make sure that, that you hear what I'm saying, because metaphorically, I think masks have been put over the mouths of people to cause a lot of different things. And, you know, during the time of Amos, things were prospering. There was safety. Their hearts and attentions had turned toward material things. And, and God raised up the prophets. But they basically, the Bible says, they gave them wine and sent them away. They got them drunk and sent them away. They did not want to hear from the prophets of God. The way God is going to bring about change in the earth He's going to begin with us. He's going to begin with his people speaking the word of God, the word of truth over the earth and into the situation. The people of God should be affecting change in culture, not being silent while culture runs amok. Come on, I'll say it again. The people of God should be affecting the change in culture, not silent while culture runs amok. We are now in the month of Av on the Jewish calendar. That's the period of July into August in our calendar. And one of the characteristics of the month of Av was this. It said that the lion roars. It's time for the lion of Judah to be released like we've never seen before. Come on, can you give him a praise this morning? Come on, it's time for the lion of Judah and the word of God to be released like we've never seen before. This is a season about speaking the kingdom of God. We are now in the decade of the mouth. Come on, use your mouth. Rip off that spiritual mask and let the world know what you stand for. Let the world know that you are a child of God. Let the world know that his purpose for this earth is to see things people brought to him. He loves them. He doesn't want to destroy them. He doesn't want to see them living in poverty or in lack or in disease or doubt or disbelief or downtrodden. God has a good life for us. Do you believe that this morning? God's declaring that you've got the word of the Lord in your mouth. Come on, do you believe that? Second point this morning is that the power of your anointed word is important. Our voices are meant to be more than just communicating. They were, they were meant to create. When there's chaos, your voice is meant to bring peace. When there's destruction, your voice is meant to bring rebuilding. When there's hatred, your voice is meant to bring love. When there's dissension, your voice is meant to bring unity. How you see yourself doesn't really matter to God. You might be saying, well, you know, Joe, I'm just a this or I'm just a that. You know what? I don't care. You're a Christian. 
When you wear that label, there's something different about you. Have you ever met royalty? When royalty comes into the room, all of a sudden, the atmosphere changes. Come on, you're royalty. When you walk into a room, atmospheres change. When you walk into the room, things begin to, they, they, people begin to whisper, hey, there's that Christian. Come on, I can't wait to hear what that Christian has to say, because right now I could use a word from the Lord. I think that one of the greatest things that the enemy does to defeat the people of God is he makes you believe that you're not worth anything. He will trick you. He will try to abuse you. He will try to silence you. As a child, when I was growing up, and I went through some interesting things as a preteen and, and had one person in my life at the time, and that person would always speak negatively over me. You're never going to amount to anything. You're this, you're that. You know what? At the, in the beginning of that, it stuck a little bit because it hurt when you're 12. And somebody says that to you, you start thinking that might be true because you're 12. You know, and as a kid growing up in the trailer parks in California, and we, we had an 8 by 40 mobile home that we lived in, and my sister, myself, my dad, my mom, four of us in 320 square feet in trailer parks that were paved with dirt in the hot desert of California. You might have agreed with her when I was at 12 because if that's your background at, at 6, there's a good chance at 12 that your life has been marked to live in poverty. But at some point, someone began to say, you know what, Joe, life doesn't have to be that way for you. Things are going to change. And I began to believe that instead. Come on. Began to believe that instead. I believe that over your life too. Whatever you've had happen to you in your life, you know what? Come on. That's just the beginning. That's not the end. Don't let that be the end. Let that be the beginning. In Amos, the false prophet, Amaziah approaches him and he says, he says to Amos, he says, go you seer, flee the land of Judah, there eat bread and prophesy, but never again prophesy at Bethel. For it is the king's sanctuary, and it is his royal residence. You know what he was saying? Hey, you tent dweller, you farmer, you sheep breeder, go back home. You have no right to come to this city where we have palaces, where we have the king dwelling, where we have all these nice, beautiful things. You have no right to come here and deliver the word of the Lord. So go away and be silent. But what did God say? He said, hey, he didn't call him sheep breeder Amos. He didn't call him farmer Amos. He said, hey, prophet Amos. Hey, 
Prophet Amos. Come on. Hey, Prophet Amos, I have a word that only you can deliver to the people of Israel. And he began to deliver that word. And if you read Amos, it was a fairly harsh word. God was not happy with Israel. In fact, it's kind of depressing. That's why we don't teach out of Amos a lot. <laughs> kind of goes against the grain of positivity. You know? But I'm telling you, there are times and seasons when God needs a prophet to bring the truth. Amos said this. He says, I was no prophet. He acknowledges it. Hey, I wasn't a prophet, but, and I wasn't even the son of a prophet. Or in one translation, it says, a student of a prophet. But I was a sheep breeder. He was proud of his heritage. I was a tender of the sycamore fruit. Then the Lord, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, right there. Come on. I was just a janitor. Oh, but then the Lord. Come on. I was just a waitress. Oh, but then the Lord. I was just a teacher. But oh, then the Lord. Come on. Come on. Are you beginning to get this? Come on. Come on. I was just a welder. Oh, but then the Lord showed up. I was just a contractor. I was just a a construction worker. Oh, but then the Lord showed up. God loves carpenters. Come on, you ever notice Joseph was a carpenter? You know why? Because they can build stuff. Come on. He's called you to be a builder of people. He's called you to be a builder of generations. He's called you to be a legacy of legacies. Come on, he's called you to rise up and to say to the world, you do not have to live like this. There is a better way. Well, this morning, I think that one of the things I want you to, to catch is that, you know what, no matter what you came in here as today, you are going to leave differently than you came in. Amos goes on to say this. He says, then the Lord took me. Come on, then the Lord took me. Come on, when God takes you somewhere, that's pretty exciting because now you're on a journey. And he said that, he said, as I followed the flock, and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. Now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel, and, you, and do not spout against the house of Isaac. But he was straightening Amos, Amaziah out, and he was saying, you know what? God's got some stuff to say right now, and you better listen, or you're going to be destroyed. In the book of Amos, Amos goes on to show how that this guy tried to turn the king against Amos and tried to get him to kill him and wipe him out, but he couldn't touch him. I want to say this to you. When our words are released into the atmosphere, they are not only released for those to hear around you to hear, but they are released for things to change because when we speak with our breath, the anointed word of God is going out. 
And your anointing, the anointing that you carry, will change atmospheres. It will break bondages. It will break chains. It will change political climates. It will change diseases into no longer existing. It can, and it can vaporize anything because the anointing of the power of God is stronger than any force on earth. The word pay in the Hebrew has an additional meaning. It, it, it means to go beyond. So right now we are in the season of pay and God's saying it's time for you to go beyond your comfort zone. Beyond what you thought was possible in your own life. Beyond being a farmer. Beyond being a sheep breeder. Beyond being a carpenter. Beyond being a welder. Beyond whatever it is that you're doing. God's saying it's time to go beyond and you're to be known first as a son or daughter of God. When, people, when you walk into the room, they should see royalty walking in that room. They should see a son or daughter of God walking into that room. It will change the atmosphere. I guarantee it. If we had Queen Elizabeth walk in this room right now, the atmosphere would change. If President Trump walked into this room right now, the atmosphere would change. We're not going political. Okay? But, but you, you, as a Christian, should be walking into rooms changing the atmosphere. At the beginning of this year, and I'll, I'll talk about this first for a moment, but I just want to set the stage because I want us to kind of understand where we're at right now. And I began to just kind of think back, you know, a couple weeks ago we had Mark Tubbs here and they brought a word about the current climate and the, uh, you know, in the, in, with all of the protesting and everything. And, and, and I just began to think about this in light of what God was sharing with me on this subject that I'm talking about today. And, you know, at the beginning of the year we had the attack of the enemy called COVID-19. How many of you know about that? Okay, good. Um, and I find it interesting that the enemy used what to spread that disease? The atmosphere and the breath of people. Interesting. And, you know, so... Doctors, scientists, all these people that are smarter than a lot of us, they get together and like, how are we going to control this thing? It's going to wipe out the planet. And so they decide to mask the people. Well, that's interesting. Again, just interesting. And then, you know, a few weeks later, we have this unfortunate incident where we see a poor guy killed by a guy's knee on the back of his neck, and what did he? He took away his breath and killed him. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Once again, the enemy is using breath, wipe it out, to begin to create hostility, dysfunction. And we're living in a time when 
when our words really matter. Do you agree? What you say, how you say it, who you say it to, what attitude you say it with, all of these things, they really matter. You know? And, and so somehow, you know, we see this stuff and, and it's easy to say kind of like back off and become quiet and mundane. And, and, and frankly, metaphorically speaking, guess what the enemy would like you to do right now? To back off and put a mask over the word of God and don't speak it. But I'm here to declare this morning, it's time to wake up. Come on. You know, a mask will deafen sound. Have you guys had a hard time hearing people? It's pretty amazing, right? It messes with your hearing. It hides your identity. Ooh. It, it traps your breath. It causes division. It causes hesitation. The enemy, he knows that if he can mask us, he can, call, he can, he can stop our effectiveness. But God's calling us to a new level. It's called, he's saying, unmask spiritually your Christianity. It's time to speak his word. It's time to declare some things. Declare a shift in the atmosphere. We're called to declare his glory, his purpose, his salvation, his intention toward the world. That's what we're called to do. And we can't be effective if we're quiet and hiding because we're afraid we're going to offend somebody. If you've caught yourself setting an atmosphere that says, well, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, or you've said, you know, things are going to get a lot worse before they get better, or you've said, well, boy, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get back to where I was six months ago. My, my economy at home got blown up, whatever it is. You know what? Come on. It's time to change our opinion. It's time to begin to change the atmosphere with our words and say, you know what? I might have had a setback, but that's just a setback for a comeback because God has got a better plan in my life. It's time to unmask his presence, the mask of, of shame, the mask of uncertainty, the mask of waiting until timing is just right, the mask of delay, the mask of distraction. Come on, those masks are being removed this morning. Come on, if you believe that, come on, come on, begin to, to say, you know what, God, the mask I've been wearing, the mask I've labeled this morning, I'm ripping it off of, of my face, and I'm going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, there's a new day dawning. The Holy Spirit is, is all over us, and it's time to release the word of the Lord into this land. Amen? Amen. It's time for us to unmask his glory. It's time for us to unmask his praise. It's time for us to unmask his word over the earth. Amen? I have three minutes and seven pages. Kidding. I didn't even wear my watch today. I knew we had a clock. You know, last week we handed out these cards and we said that uh, they asked us to write those. Do you guys remember the little blessing card right on it to give to a homeless person? Did you guys see that? Some of you did it, I hope. 
And I sat there, I grabbed it, I thought, well, what am I going to say? I don't, I don't know this person, right? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me, he says, um, you know, the word of God's a bearer bond. Ooh. Ever heard of a bearer bond? Do you guys know what that is? You know what a bearer bond is? It's a, whoever's in possession of the bond bears the value of it. It's theirs. The United States government issues them. They're called U.S. savings bonds. Okay. Separate subject on finances, but that, those little U.S. savings bonds are what helped my wife and I buy our first house because we, we didn't have a lot of money, but I'd, I could buy a $25 savings bond for $12.50. And so we, we bought savings bonds, lots of them. I remember when it came time for the, for the down payment, the stack of savings bonds was about six inches thick. I walked into the bank and said, I need to cash this in. And the lady said, I need about four hours to calculate the value of each of these bonds. But they, were, they each had a different value. And so when the Lord spoke to me, he said, the word of God is a bearer bond. I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> so I wrote, to the bearer of this card... You have peace in Jesus. To the bearer of this card, come on. The word of God is alive in your heart. To the bearer of this card, salvation is yours. To the bearer of this card, addiction is broken. Come on. Come on. When you hold your Bible, you are holding a bearer bond. When you believe your Bible, it is applicable to your life and your life, everyone's life equally. What's the word of the Lord over your home? What's the word of the Lord over your church? What's the word of the Lord over this nation? What's the word of the Lord over your workplace? Come on, begin to speak those things. Come on, stand with me this morning. The Bible says in Luke 12 too, it says, nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden and that will not be known. Another version says everything hidden and covered up will soon be exposed. For the facade is falling down and nothing will be kept secret for long. Come on, do you believe that this morning? Come on, do you believe that? You know, what I want you to get this morning out of this is that what we bear, the words that we bear in our lives give life to those around us. The words that you bear bring unity to those around us. The words that you bear bring love into the hatred. The words that you bear bring peace into the chaos. Come on, this morning, I believe there's an anointing across this building for us to begin to stand up. And those of you that are watching by, on the internet, I believe that there's a time right now for you to rise up and begin to speak what the word of the Lord has given you. What God has said, it's time to unleash it for the masses. If all of us look around with all of the people that are here today and those that are watching by, by internet, we could affect thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people if we will only speak what God has told us to speak. Not the negativity Turn off the news and turn on the word. Come on. Turn off the news and turn on the praise. Come on. Lately, I can't get away from the new song by Elevation called Rattle. Come on. You know, 
Come on, there's some dry bones rattling. Those rattling, that rattling, that noise that you're hearing in the spirit is the word of God coming to life. Come on, he's beginning to put things together. Things are becoming alive again that we thought had died. Come on, the things in your life that you thought had died, that you put aside, you say, well, you know what? The season is over. Come on up, bring your communion, the communion elements up. Grab your communion. I want us to receive this morning the communion, but, but I just want us to catch this this morning. Church, we have a word for today, and we cannot be kept silent. Church, we have a word for this generation that needs to be heard. You have a word for this generation that they're not going to hear if you don't speak it. This morning as we receive communion, I want us to, to listen to the words of Isaiah for a moment. And let this be your prayer this morning. You know, in the New Testament when Jesus was giving out communion to the disciples, he said, take and eat and take and drink. And he said, drink all of it. Do you know what that means? He didn't mean drink all of the cup. He, he meant drink all of the blessing. Come on, he meant drink all of the healing. He meant drink all of the things that... I'm going to bear on that cross for you. He meant drink all of the forgiveness. He meant drink all of the peace that I bestow upon you. Come on, that's what he meant. <laughs> so many times we, we let communion become a religious service of drinking the cup and partaking of the body, and that's wonderful and that's good, but I'm telling you, there's more to it than just that. Well, this morning, as, as we partake of communion, I want us to listen to the words of Isaiah. It says that the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and you will be watered like a garden and like spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you, come on, look around you. This is applicable to all of us. It says, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the fountains of many generations. And you shall be the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Come on, give him a praise in this house this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. We are called to bear his word. We're called to bear the cross of Christ, to take it to the nations. Let's take the bread this morning. Father, we, we give you praise for the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your broken body. We thank you, Lord, for dying on that cross for us. We thank you, Jesus, that through your broken body, we are healed. Through your broken body, diseases are defeated. Cancers are terminated. God, we give you praise this morning. Let's receive the bread.
we want to receive the cup. Father, we just give you praise and we, we declare as we receive your blood, the washing over us. Thank you, Lord, for your washing over us, what you've done for us, Jesus. We give you praise. Let's receive it together this morning. Oh, we give you praise this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your cup. Come on. All across this room, just begin to praise him. Come on. This morning, those of you that have been watching by internet, we believe that today is a day of change for your life too. God bless you. Those of you that are in the building here this morning, I want to encourage you. Come on, I want to encourage you this morning. God kept telling me, he said, there are people who have, who have put masks on their faith and they've labeled themselves unqualified. They've labeled themselves not worthy. They've labeled themselves too shy, too bashful, uneducated. Whatever it is, whatever label it is that you've, you've put on yourself, God's saying this morning, rip that label off. Come on, rip that mask off. And the power of the Holy Spirit just begin to flow through you and rise up in you and let courage come in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, just receive that this morning as we worship. May the Lord bless you today.